0: This kinky shit I'd like to try with you.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is Ike Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. It is another episode of the Summer Sessions. I'm very happy to have my guest tonight on. We have been trying to get together and do a podcast for a good six to eight months, and here we are. It is another macro episode with the owner and creator of GiantsAndTinyFeet.com. Ripper, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very, very very well. I'm very happy to have you on the show.
0: It makes it sound like I've been avoiding you for eight months. We've been trying so hard.
1: <laughs> no, I know. You know, things come up. I get it, you know.
0: And here we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, where do you, can we talk about where you're based?
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm in Sydney, Australia. I I have a, what I've been told, a Canadian accent because people think that uh, the Aussie and the American accent has kind of switched and melded together. I, I swear I'm Australian, <laughs> but um, it's my A's and my R's that are, that are just converted to American.
1: Okay, yeah, well, I mean I think you're the furthest away interviewee that I've had on the show, so welcome. How is, uh, yeah. how is it down under?
0: Uh, it is cold, it is winter here, which I think you guys are in summer right now.
1: It's so Incredibly hot today.
0: It's a storming, a raining, and yeah, just really cold.
1: Okay, all right, well, stay <laughs> in. Stay in and talk to me for a little bit. I wanted to talk to you. Uh, We had a couple of, well, we've had a couple of guests. Uh, One of the most important things I'd like to ask you first and foremost, because I am new to the idea and the fantasy of giant and tiny, more specifically defined. And I always do macrophilia, but a lot of people don't like the philia, like to be associated with the philia. Um, So I hear size, fetish, I hear size difference size play what do you what do you call it
0: i guess macro would be the best thing but even though that that kind of ties to like macro photography um so that that, that's a whole other thing but uh probably just macro
1: macro yeah Yeah. i I feel like that's that's the way i was introduced to it other than macrophilia but macro was the second way um Hmm. it's Hmm. a little it's a little broader uh, but, I think it encompasses everything that we've we've spoken about on the podcast, and I guess what we 're going to talk about today
0: yeah perfect it, it kind of doesn't lead on that you're you know you're into size play you're you're a tiny you're a giant it's just it's kind of just everything in there
1: yeah so let me t- let me talk to you a little bit about before because you are the difference between you and my past guest is you are a content creator you you have a studio, you create content that is for people who are into macro or size fetish and and size difference and size play? How do you how do you define size play or macro?
0: So yeah, I, I've been making content for a while now with um with all the guys here in, in Australia. I would define macro as well, depending on which which ones you want to do. If you want to do a giant or you want to do the tiny, um, I, I would just say the 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 shift in power between two people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that whenever I get a new person and I have to explain it to them about what this is, usually I fall back on just like, you know, it's Ant-Man or it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and they just kind of run along with that. But I don't think a lot of them actually realize what the people want and what they get out of it. They just think, OK, there's fans of this, but they don't think too far into this person likes to be dominated or they like mm-hmm. to be they like to be um, lost and, and, and found the kind of thing. Um, yeah it's, it's it's way too broad.
1: <laughs> so, so generally speaking, when you tell people because because I'm still one of those people too, every time I talk to somebody, I find out something new and And a lot of the things mm. that we've been speaking about via messages, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This makes sense. So it, it, I guess it is very personal for every person, but then also um for every every personal every person has. You find other people that are into the same thing almost because there are people who are into gory stuff there are people who are into like getting crushed and being picked up and you had mentioned something about uh, being cared for that being something as well
0: yeah yeah sometimes it's not even about the crushing sometimes it's just about being cared for some some someone finds you out in the in the wilderness and then you know picks you up and they, they they take care of you um that's usually the easiest sell whenever i find someone to to make content is the the nicer side of it i, I never shoot darker stuff <laughs> with that first shoot because that will scare them off um whenever i find someone i'll i'll do uh, unaware uh, i think you've touched on that before it's mm-hmm. just that tiny person who was trying to get their attention and that that adventure that, that goes with that of, of avoiding their their footfalls or or just, you know, climbing them just to get their attention and then getting spotted off like a bug. And then during the second shoot, I'll, I'll introduce them to I think you've touched on more before, which is the, the the eating aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Once, once we get into the vor part you know that that's certainly never something I'm gonna bring up with someone for the first time and be like can you film this as if you're eating the person that's
1: that's never gonna be a thing <laughs> yeah I can see that being a rough conversation to have
0: oh and, and look the, the majority of my people are straight um, I, I don't look for that it's just it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I, I can't tell them that the, the people who are watching their videos want to be eaten by them. Um, they want to see inside their mouths. They want to go through the whole body and then, I guess, come out the other end. But I, I, I certainly try and cater for as much as I can. Um, obviously, I don't hit everything, but I, um, I try and hit as many many different targets for the fans as much as I can. Because I, 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 I mean, I, I'm into macro myself, so I need to make what I like, but I also need to push what I don't like as well. Which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad, but you can never get it all right. I mean, I mean you, you would know that yourself. You, you, you're a content creator. You, you, you know, you can't make everybody happy out there.
1: No, It'll never happen. You'll never please everyone. <laughs> you're, you're missing something all, at all times.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, look, mine is usually he left his sock on too long or <laughs> he didn't remove his sock fast enough. Uh, he the shoe didn't crush this or or the barefoot didn't crush that and, and it happens all the time and, and all you can do is just push it into the next one
1: before we get into the the actual productions and everything can i can i sure. ask you how you realized that you were into uh, macro yeah
0: sure uh, i think it's pretty similar to everyone else that you've kind of interviewed it, we all have these similar stories of of going back to Honey and shrunk the kids in the early nineties, or I think it was the late eighties we, we watched them. And then suddenly we had that feeling of, this is awakening something in me. This is, this is different. Uh, You know, you're not just going into a movie and enjoying it just because it's a movie. You, you come out going, I I think, I think I like that kind of thing. Um, I think my earliest memory was like uh, probably uh, primary school, which I I don't know what that is in, in America. I think it's like first,
1: Okay, like grammar school. Yeah, yeah. So, okay.
0: so we. I think I. I think I had an orientation with like the high schoolers, and they all came to to just give a glimpse of what what the next phase was going to be like. And they were like double our size, like they they were huge. And then I remember looking up at all these guys and I'm like, wow, okay, I, I I think I like this 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 size difference here. Um, and then joined together with with all the movies and the media and, and things that push out size difference, it just, yeah, just kind of latched on. And as I developed and, and explored it, I, yeah, eventually found uh, coiled fist who you've talked about a lot. And from there, it was just an explosion of finding other people who were into it.
1: That's great that you, you brought it from a movie into reality, which is when you saw these guys who are bigger than you. A lot of times, because it is such a, uh, cerebral fantasy or something that is created in your head or something that you can't really play out because you know, there, there are no 30 foot mm. people in the world uh, that we know of. Um, but uh, it's, it's great because then for people that don't understand that they can kind of, under, they can get something that they can see uh, yeah, or look yeah. up to. And um, I,
0: I'm sure the people who made those movies didn't think that it was going to be a sexual awakening for people, but here we are.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I I think that's so fascinating. There's so much stuff out there that's being created that other people do not know they are. They're awakening something in people and creating a whole nother genre of porn without even realizing it. One question that I had was mm-hmm. after, because I hear about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids afterwards. What was... What was? What would you? What can you point to as the next thing in media, that was kind of like, oh wow, this is similar to Honey I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Um, I don't think I can pinpoint exactly what. I mean, size differences kind of played a role in a lot of, um, you know, mainstream movies and TV shows. I remember old reruns of Land of the Giants. Um, that was that was always great. And there's always going to be another Gulliver's Travel that comes out. Like mm-hmm. There'll be some kind of reboot or something. I, I, I think the biggest one was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. It, re- it really was. And and it, that had the the unaware aspect. It it certainly pushed that right the way through the film. I, I don't know if I can pinpoint it. Obviously, Marvel stuff right now is is really pushing yeah. now. Obviously, you've done you've done The Boys recently, which was I, I'm sure someone on that set knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> um even, even though and this is this might interest you even more uh attack of the 50 foot woman <laughs> you even though it is a woman in the in the role as the the giant or the giantess running through the town getting her husband and, and yeah it was that that as well even though I'm, i identify as gay i that that still did something for me um which is is I guess interesting that it, it even surprised myself that I, I even enjoyed that, and I, I don't know what it is. I, I think something about her torn clothes um, and the the rampage that she did going mm-hmm. through the town the the swim pool scene was really, really hot and yeah, I, I think maybe that might be the next one.
1: You find out that you like size play or size difference right or that before you know what macro is, mm-hmm. when do you start? and I'm going to get to perspective later on, especially during uh, when we're talking about your productions and stuff, but you identify as gay. Yeah. When do you introduce macro into your personal sexual life?
0: Oh, look, I mean, it, it certainly would have been after puberty. I, I I would think I might have dabbled in, in like obviously self gratification about gratification is not the right word. Self pleasure, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, maybe pretty obviously going through my puberty, but, um, I really don't think that I got into it as much until I found coiled fist and then everything that you've seen before that was not made to, 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 to get people off. But coiled fist was the first introduction of, of finding other people who got off to the same thing. So maybe I didn't see it in a sexual way until I found that website. And that was when I just turned eighteen. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's it.
1: What about um, what about relationships? What are, what are relationships like for you when you have to, if you have to, get to the point where you're like, okay, well, look, this is what's going to get me off.
0: I, I went on many dates, and unfortunately, with much shorter people. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm six four myself, okay. so it's really hard to find someone who's taller than I am. Um, I, I was on grinder. Uh, I, I, I was sick of all these short people who were, were, were lovely. Some of them were lovely. Some of them were horrible. And how it is with the dating world. Yeah. Um, uh, but I remember I'm like, now screw this. So I, I paid for the subscription fee. I think it's like a couple bucks per month. And I paid for the subscription fee to unlock the features to say six foot and over and only find six foot and over people limited my pull down so much that there was only maybe a handful of people, and that's eventually where I found my partner now. But I remember the first date, I went on with someone who was almost seven foot, and that was so bizarre because I've always been the tallest one, which I hated. I hate my height. Um, It was the first time that I was at the bar, and he leant over me to get the menu on the bar He's like, oh, excuse me, and he, he went over, and I was like, whoa, this is this is nice. So that was kind of the first time that I was like, oh, this is this is what I want. This is this is definitely what I want. I don't want shorter. I want this. Um, and yeah, it's just been an exploration from there. It's 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 creative. You have to use your imagination a fair bit. Um, it's more, I guess, finding inspiration in stories because there's a lot of writers out there who write this stuff. Uh, sometimes I can't think of something that I would like, and then I'll I'll just read a story, and it's 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 exactly what I was feeling at that time, and it's and it's it just it gets me there, <laughs> it really does.
1: So, like fan fiction.
0: Yeah. Um, look, there there are a lot of writers on writing.com, on Coilfist, on wherever you can find writing for for size difference and macro, and I I, f- I find those get me in the mood a lot more than sometimes maybe even visual stimulation.
1: You, you, okay so you're six four are you yeah. are you the tiny or the giant i
0: i'm i'm the tiny i i i i prefer to be the tiny guy yeah. which is annoying because i would much prefer to be five foot nine or something like that <laughs> but here i am at six foot four
1: but you know you know probably six foot four so many people love six foot four <laughs>
0: I, I have people coming into my DMs all the time when they find that out and they're, they're like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to crush me? And I just say, no. <laughs> I,
1: I <don't." laughs> so you're, you're more so, or specifically or predominantly a tiny.
0: Yeah. That's, that's where I get my kicks. Look, occasionally I will switch mm-hmm. and I'll be like for, for the right person. It has to be the right person. Um, look, I'll, I'll I might role play with someone, um, wherever whatever social media or whatever platform i'm on i might role play with someone uh, if i know them well but if it's a random person that comes into my dms now i'm certainly not going to do that and i I get them a fair bit there's a lot of people who who come in and try and message me about about wanting to to do stuff and i i just no i can't do that nothing is a bigger bono killer when someone tries to reverse your role that you prefer Mm -hmm. and it just it just destroys it for you
1: when (laughs) you're the tiny and you're fantasizing about this what mm-hmm. which one do you fall under uh,
0: i I fall under the tiny and my my preference kind of shifts a fair bit it might be gentle okay. it might be it might be rough it might be unaware or it might go places I don't really think about too often uh, sometimes the the unfortunate scenario is kind of what i I like a little bit more now it's uh the uh I can't even think of a, a, a good example right now. Uh, say, say you you shrink down. You're 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 running along. You you you're, you know your your partner. You're, you want to get their attention. You want to have fun with them. You, you're going to surprise them with how small you are, and then suddenly you know your your friends walk in, and then that unfortunate of oh god, what am I going to do now? Um, and then what if they find you? And and that that fear kind of I don't know it kind of it's, it's kind of exciting a little bit i i just wrote a story i i i think i I saw a picture of a boot online and it was just a a a boot seller and and the 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 footwear looked fantastic like they looked great and i was like you know what i'll do a quick story about this so i did a a quick little story about um office workers uh, going out on a smoke break and in this in this particular world uh, randomly people people had shrunk like the flu kind of thing. They just It just happens. It's like a disease that people would just pass on to each other and they just shrink to a centimeter tall. And it was about the dynamic of what the world would do to people like that. And, and obviously in this one, it's its not a reality. It's, it's, people don't see the little people as, um, as people anymore. They see them as pests and bugs. Um, and in this particular part, what, what, what got me more in writing this was I, I wrote this part where one guy stood up the other guy sat down and as the guy was sitting down he saw a little person try and climb the boot of the person who stood up and he was like banging on his on the side of the sole and he's, he's trying to get his attention but he's, he's not gonna get anything mm-hmm. and the guy just kind of watches and doesn't doesn't tell him that there's a little person underneath him trying to get his attention and help and I, I that 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 kind of thing there kind of it, it get it gets me mm-hmm. Um and that that excitement of this this guy could just save him right now, but he doesn't. Mm. He he just lets him he lets him go. Um, yeah, that adds another perspective to ending. it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then and then I, I don't personally like sinister endings, but I know people do. So then I just put a sinister ending. It was it was pretty horrific. It was a the guy just bent down with his cigarette and just put it out on top of him. So wow. it literally just burnt him. Um, and people liked it. I, I, I got a lot of likes on it. I got a couple of comments that people liked the the way I was going with it. So I'll expand the little world that I created there.
1: Very nice. That Yeah, and yeah. it adds a whole different perspective with someone else looking like it's it's someone else watching and letting it happen.
0: There is a um, fantastic little um, anime manga series. that It's a, an online one. And it's about that where everybody in the world shrinks, and it, it's horrific. Like like this, before uh, they all come in randomly shrinking down, and this woman was was giant, and all these people were underneath her in like a supermarket, and she was carrying like a pot of soup, and she, um, before she shrinks, she drops the soup, and it just it just wipes them all out and they all burn in, in this hot soup from the pan. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but <Jeez. laughs> It was so, so horrific. And then, you know, birds eat them. And, and it's just about how, how society would um, adapt to something like that when suddenly everything wants to kill them.
1: See, okay, so you're, you're closer to this than I am when it comes to creating stories like that. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head around what would turn people on about that. Do you, are you any are you any closer than i am to figuring that out
0: i think it's the excitement of the adventure that it sometimes it's even the possibility of what could happen mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen I, I i don't know it's 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 really odd and, and this is only one aspect of macro this is this is the the unaware unfortunate aspect of it obviously people want the the giant to look down and see the tiny and rip their clothes off and and just beat off to them they, they, they want that uh, obviously they want that
1: but but, um, they, but they want the giant to be very good looking though
0: oh of course and, and look <laughs> the the amount of um comments that people leave about how the giant in whatever movie you know, is is an ogre looking type thing um yeah, because they base it on mythology and <laughs> and you know cyclopses and, and things like that they're, they're all huge monster looking things and and yes they they obviously want a, a calvin klein model to be the the
1: giant one of the one of the but, nicest ones i think i saw was uh love death and robots
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: when the the giant washed up ashore and he was just there yeah that's one of the nicest portrayals of, of a giant that i've seen
0: yeah it um someone on their staff must be into this because there's a macro episode in every every series season um yeah the the first one was the the little people in the in the freezer, in the freezer that brought and then the next one was here yeah, up on the, up on the beach. I, I know a lot of people weren't very happy because it was a dead giant, and then he started rotting. I, I don't think many people liked that, but I think part of it is the uh, the the fantasy of knowing that he came from somewhere. That that giant was alive somewhere else, which means there's another world out there mm-hmm. where that giant was alive, looking not dead, looking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess some of the fantasy would come to you know what if you just jumped on a boat and went off and tried to find that world.
1: Yeah, and you can kind of walk around, trying not to get stepped on the whole time. People would be in heaven. That's,
0: that's it. Uh, a lot of people ask me um, why, why why feet. Why why does it feet and giants? And and most of it is because yeah, if you are that small, the the foot and the shoe is going to be the first thing that you're going to have to either avoid or the first thing that you're going to have to interact with. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess you could call macro an offset of the foot fetish community. Um, having said that, there are a lot of people who don't like feet. They they don't want their macro videos to 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 lean towards the the foot side. They're they're very limited. Like there's not a lot of people there, but but mm-hmm. it does exist. That they just don't like feet.
1: Hands more probably hands
0: mouths they they okay. any anything else but occasionally i'll get someone who just says why do you have to cater to feet so much and can you can you do something else
1: you know one thing i've noticed too is or that i haven't come across yet a lot is i've seen feet i've seen hands i've seen mm-hmm. giants i haven't seen like giant giant dicks giant asses like i haven't seen any of that i've oh actually wait there was one Hmm. There was a short film I watched, yeah, where the guy puts the guy has this little guy in a cage, and I mm-hmm. think he puts him in his underwear
0: yeah, look uh getting dangled above the waist strap of underwear and then getting dropped in and then the waistband snaps shut. that's a huge fetish for people yeah um the obviously the boys did it the most extreme that's ever happened um that that gigantic penis that he just jumps into is something that I don't think has really been displayed um, in this fetish before it's been talked about uh, it's it's been you know put in stories but it's never been put visually before yeah um, I guess. I, I do wonder if writers in Hollywood maybe do a bit of research and then find out that this exists, and then they don't want to cater for it too much. They don't want to push or lean towards that.
1: Or somebody, you're right. Somebody on set must know something and say, "Oh, you know, these guys are going to go nuts for it. Don't go too gay, or don't go too this, or don't go too that."
0: Yeah, and and I guess that's the the beauty of if they're not going to do it, then you know the amateur porn creators are going to do it. So. fills that little gap for especially my fans
1: and here you are here you are and your stuff looks beautiful oh thanks (laughs) yeah it's the straight models that you get to come in and uh do these videos for uh for -hmm. your content how is it you you spoke a little bit about talking to them or approaching them about a subject that they've never heard before
0: yeah, I don't. I, whenever I find someone, and it could be through a job listing, or it could be through a model directory, if, if there's any exists, some of them list fetish work, which is perfect because then I can I know I can contact them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they've never heard of it before. They've heard of foot fetish, which is you know probably one of the most common things out there. They they've never heard of macro before. I take them through it. I, I give them the the very very sweetened version of it mm-hmm. um, I told them that fans like to imagine themselves this size and I do little examples and stuff and I might show them some previous videos and then a lot of the times once I get to that stage like the hardest part is getting someone to say yes they want to do it What what is this mm-hmm. and then I tell them but a lot of the times as soon as they find out they're fine they They don't care it's, it's if anything it, it's making them look huge and powerful and they they are absolutely okay to do that now i know you're probably going to ask about the the pg aspect it's they're not they're not removing their clothes they're not they're not getting any dicks out or anything like that they're not doing anything overtly sexual um, and that's that's a okay with them Uh, a few of them have given me prices of if I ever wanted to go down that route, this is how much they're (laughs) going to charge. And I don't, I don't, I can't afford that. Um, But also I, I I don't, I just don't produce that content. Yeah. That's
1: not Um, your thing. But what you're making is, is porn, right? PG porn, let's call it. uh, That has mm -hmm. the same outcome as you say, uh, as full on porn would for other people.
0: I am not entirely sure at what point in my videos people get to their, their happy ending. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where it is, because uh, the the first thing I shoot with someone the first time is usually an unaware part where the the tiny is on the floor. I'm manipulating the camera on the floor. It's all in point of view, and the guy walks in, sits down, takes his shoes off, takes his socks off, stretches, walks dangerously close, almost crushes them. Uh, might spot them for a brief second, but dismiss them as a bug. And then at the very end, puts everything back on and then walks off. The whole thing only goes for maybe about eight minutes, seven minutes maybe. And I know that people like it. And I don't know at what point, maybe it's when the sock comes off. Maybe it's when, when they almost step on that kind of thing. But then I know there's a lot of people who don't like unaware content. They want the giant to see them. They want finger play. They want hands to come down and grab them. They want the toes to... To crush them um and then from that point on i I get into a little bit more involved acting wise Mm -hmm. from the guys and unfortunately a lot of my guys don't speak english (laughs) okay so so telling them imagine this camera is a little person go from there uh sometimes i have to explain a bit more
1: so you say Um, you say the guys don't speak english where are they predominantly from
0: uh some of them, uh, one, one guy in particular, who's probably one of my, he, he was one of my most popular ones at the time. He he was from I think Argentina, and he'd only just come to Australia and started to learn English the week before I shot with him. And his English was pretty good, but I could tell that there were some barriers there. Okay. Um, so I I took him through it, and he he got it, and people loved him. Um, he, he he I think he's a model now. He's he's off shooting fashion stuff right now and yeah, he's he's doing his own thing but he he did a couple of macro videos and and did very well i think what his mouth video i, I did like a mouth exploration thing where he finds a tiny person and threatens to not threatens but but teases to eating him mm-hmm. and people people loved it as soon as they see inside his mouth oof, they 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 loved it
1: wow isn't that crazy i love that
0: <laughs> um uh, a lot of my guys have gone off to do other things there's one guy right now who's big in china he's like a a tiktoker slash something he's got a social media company working for him and i'm just waiting for that email to say can you please take all this down <laughs> he hasn't sent <laughs> it yet uh, i still talk to him every now and then and he's doing really well with millions of followers but he he crushed some cars some little prop cars for me he pro, he crushed little prop houses uh he pretended to be a giant stomping around barefoot and yeah that, that's still
1: out there what was it like going from a fan to paid content creator
0: uh scary it was terrifying because i i'd been part of the community for so long um and people knew who i was so i had an established brand and people mm-hmm. knew my name so and i've been releasing like um photoshop manipulations of, of scenarios and stuff and then i it was kind of really rough for me work-wise in my my day-to-day job mm-hmm. Um, I, my boss wasn't paying me correctly, so I, I had to find something quick. So I um I thought, what if I meld what I like into a business? And uh, luckily, a guy in Chicago, um, who I, you, you should look into his stuff, uh, Chicago Footage, which okay. is a great play on foot as well. Um, he he found some people in Sydney for me, and um, he paid me to shoot them, and I shot the content for him. And it was the first time that I'd ever shot someone like, like me, myself went out and shot the content. I, I did a whole bunch of photos for him. Um, they signed the contracts with him. Uh, I, I paid them from the money that he gave me. And then I thought this was really easy. I could, I could do this. Um, so then I used those exact two models as my first models went on from there. I, I think the very first person I found myself was a, a German guy who, who came to the shoot, um, in the park. And he was just in a, a tank top sweating in the Australian heat. And part of me was nervous about it. And then it turns out he was one of the nicest people I could ever have started with. Um, and yeah, a lot of my guys are German. Okay. Um, German or uh, Belgium, which is interesting. Uh, Australia is blessed with backpackers. We have so who many people. Who
1: need money, who- <laughs> Right.
0: They, they, they need something quick. Yeah. They're here in Australia, and and, and they do not care. They, they, they're they fine to do anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I started shooting with him. He bought a friend. The next person I shot, I can't remember exactly who it was, but then they bought a friend. A lot of my guys come from recommendations now Okay, because it's so difficult. For every 50 lots of messages I send out to people looking for new models, I might get 10 replies back, and then from there, maybe two actually sign on because – a lot of the times, people think I'm a scam. There's a lot of interesting people on on directories who are asking for very bizarre content to be made. Okay. Um, so, and then here I am coming in, this stranger that just says, "Hey, um, I'm going to pay you if you could just let me take photos and video of your feet," <laughs> and and they just think, "Yes, yeah, sure, sure," and then when I actually pay them. And they find out it's an actual job. Suddenly, they're like, "Oh, can we do this again? Yeah. Like, what's when, hey, the next time that yeah. we can do this?"
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure because they're straight, they have girlfriends. And if they do have girlfriends, what is <laughs> what is that like?
0: Uh, occasionally, they will bring their girlfriends to the shoots, and sometimes they won't tell me that they do this. Um, the first time I did it, uh, she came to the shoot. I knew she was coming and I, I apologize. I look, I'm sorry. I can't offer you any work. It's just all about your boyfriend. And she's like, that's fine. That's fine. So she just kind of sat to the side and I was doing everything. I did maybe five to six videos in an hour and got them all done. And she just sat there. She just watched. And then it wasn't until I go back to the editing suite that I looked at the footage and she occasionally was in a couple of shots cause it was, it was, it was wide angle. So you just could see her on the corner mm-hmm. She was probably giving me the most evil looks I could possibly imagine really? for someone. She she was just staring me down in the back of my head, um. And and look, everything was fine. Maybe she was just concerned that I was going to try something and uh, like okay. like I was going to do something, like I was going to touch her boyfriend or something. Yeah, she like that.
1: probably she probably thought it wasn't real either.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and look, uh, other times I sometimes I'll even go through the girlfriend to get to the guy. Um, I've I've contacted um like job searches when it's just a, a couple that says we're looking for work mm-hmm. and I'll contact them, but it's her who's running the account, and I'll be like, look, I'm so sorry, I, I can't offer you anything, but I would like to work with your your partner, um, and a lot of the times they're like, sure, when do you want him? Like, what time? Like, where, <laughs> where where do you want him? <laughs> <Ships> him <out.
1: laughs> That's great.
0: Um, and then one of my guys, uh, he's in France right now. He. He said to, to he said the only time I've shot a couple it was a male and a female together the only time I've ever shot them I I, I told him I didn't want to do it because I knew it was against my brand but he said oh did you mind she's really desperate for money she's she's doing it tough and I'm like okay sure bring her in and I thought I would have to explain it to her I thought I would have to go through all the things about what this is and I got there and I said hi um you know this is what we're going to do and then she just kind of stopped me and she goes it's okay I've sold. I've sold my uh, my shoes and my my socks before and and, and foot pictures. I know what this is. And she just completely surprised me. She it, she man. knew she knew everything, and, <laughs> and I didn't have to explain anything. I'm like, okay, great,
1: yeah. perfect. She's, she's like, like, where do you forehead. want these? Where do you want these feet? <laughs> yeah, That's
0: yeah. Great. She, she just just took her shoes off and she's like, okay, do you want me to rub his feet? But well, I'm like. Go for it.
1: <laughs> so, so you, um, so you have this. Uh, so, this is this fantasy, right? That can't happen in real life. But what I'm con- I'm curious about too is when you're shooting in public yep. and outside, do you get a lot yep. of onlookers and people that ask, you know, what is this for? What? It-? And when you do, what do you say?
0: Most people will be looking. Um, I, I sh- one of the the boyfriends and girlfriends who came at the same time for the shoot. She was sitting next to me, like behind me, and he was the subject, so I was shooting him. And this guy walked over, and she was only maybe five feet from me. She wasn't that far. And this guy came over and then sat, and this entire park just sat right in between us. And I stopped filming and looked back and I said, you're right, mate? And he just he just kind of went, hmm, hmm. And I just stopped. I said, okay, we'll, we'll pause this for a second. And then he's like, you're right. I went, yeah, he, you're good. And, he, and then he just stood up and walked off. Maybe he was just curious what we were doing. <laughs> um, it's just, just odd. Uh, but the the biggest one, uh, you know, how we all went through lockdowns. We all went through the pain of, of having to stay inside. Mm-hmm. This one person, I, I, I told him I'd, I'd like to shoot him in the park. And I, I got him there. It was the day before our official lockdown was meant to start. So we could not shoot after this day. And I'm shooting with him. I, and this particular shot, it's me down on the floor with my GoPro, looking straight up at him. And he's raising his foot up high, kind of like he's about, about to step on the camera. And I, I noticed in the in the screen that he he just went from a smile to like a, a worried panic look. And I just thought, oh gosh, I've, I've gone too far. Maybe this is isn't what he wants to film. And I I I was like, are you are you okay? Are you, is, is something wrong? And he just he just goes, there are cops behind you. And I, I sat up straight, I looked behind, and they were just walking right up to us and just said, what are you guys doing here? And I said, look, we're, we're just filming and we're just hanging out. And they're like, don't let this happen tomorrow because they were checking to make sure that people were not going to come out the next day because of the lockdown. Mm. I was stressed. It's a $1,000 fine if you were out of lockdown without a good excuse. He was stressed because he was here on a visa and he was going to get deported back to, to um, Sweden, I think he was from. And it was just the biggest concern I've ever had while, while shooting outdoors Jeez. in public. I was just so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm doing is taking photos of feet in public. It's really not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I, I can totally, there, there's always that one person that has to stop and say, what is this for? Or, hey, what's uh, going on? <laughs>
0: they there's been a few there's just been a few random people who just ask and i'll just say look i'm just hanging out with my friend here and and they're like okay great and then they'll walk back over to the bench that they were on across from the park and they'll just sit there and watch Hmm. i i don't think any of the guys matter too much unless it's the cops obviously coming up to us but yeah it's 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 interesting that i can do it um and I, there's, there's no problems with really people watching. I, I do wonder sometimes because I use the same parks over and over again. I do wonder if people in the buildings actually look out and be like, oh, it's that book guy filming again. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder if they do that. I, I did have some students come out. Like I, I must have been filming next to a university. And they just keep coming out at the, at the same time every time that I was there. It must have been their lunch break or something. And they would just come out and they would make a couple of comments. And it was probably something along those lines of just seeing me there with another person filming their feet.
1: Do you ever have fans of your your, your productions and your content find these models?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, sometimes they will find them you know, on the street. Uh, sometimes they'll find them online or sometimes they'll find them on dating websites. Uh, because a lot of them are straight, you know. That's not really affection that they want to get in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people have trouble separating the fantasy world from the real world. However, having said that, some of them absolutely do want to play with that. Um, which I've I've warned them about them a couple of times, but they've they've gone off. There's a few of them have even started their own Instagram accounts.
1: Which Interesting.
0: I, I gave them a good warning. I said, look, you're going to get. All, all these questions, all everything that we film is a reflection of what they want, and you're going to get those questions direct. And some of them were fine with it, but uh, I think we touched on it a little earlier. The you you run out of steam eventually. So these guys, three of them, have started their own Instagram accounts, but they've they've kind of slowed off since then. They they started strong, posting pictures, posting videos, posting uh, even a couple of them had OnlyFans going, and I think they didn't realize how much work actually yeah. goes into. This. Absolutely. so then they just they just paused they they just said oh look i, I can't keep up there the messages just keep coming and it was it was basically a welcome to to my world kind of thing like i hope that me doing this with a lot of these guys also they get paid they get financial stability with that i get content that i can release to also do that but i hope at the same time he does this and they don't make fun of it they don't they don't think it's stupid. They don't think that it's, that it's a a weird thing that they're doing. They just treat it as a job and they show respect for it as well. I, I won't shoot with someone if they absolutely tear it to shreds because a part of me dies inside when (laughs) they do that. Um, so, and they'll go off and they'll tell their friends and they tell their family members, they tell their friends, their close circle and sure they think it's weird, but it's also expanding the world. It's expanding it to people who would never have thought about this before. And it's a, it's, it's kind of nice. It's like I, I mentioned, I, a lot of my guys now come from recommendations because it's friends of friends who want to give it a go. And that's fantastic. I, I love, it makes my job so much easier when I get someone who has already been given the, the, the brief mm-hmm. on what we do. And, yeah they they come on in and they they come in with an open mind and they don't think anything of it when I tell them pretend this camera is a little three inch person
1: are you familiar with Joshua Weaverhausen's work
0: i I am familiar with his hundreds and hundreds of videos on YouTube yes
1: yeah, how <laughs> um, I, I, he must be working non-stop all the time
0: <laughs> I, I I imagine he's glued to his phone or his laptop on YouTube just constantly uh he yeah he, he's his I, I like what he does I like that he um he, he absolutely loves it when we talk about him as well I I know I know from the last one or the one before that uh, he got a mention and he he loved it he, he was so thankful for that um yeah no a he he's doing a service where he's not promoting like like he's not promoting the the fetish in a in a way that that's like he's I mean he's not really making money from it he's just he's just showing how influential it is in 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 the media right now he's he's just showing how much it is i mean a lot of it and i, I know i see a lot of his comments his comments on his youtube page is usually just where is this from where is this from mm-hmm. and it's because like i i i, have, I haven't seen probably like 70 percent of the stuff that he posts on there it, it completely misses me so he is doing a a massive service for the macro community because he he's showing off things that, that that you miss. Like you, you can't look at macro, you can't look at giants on YouTube and get everything. You're going to miss stuff. And he manages to find it all. I don't know how his research is
1: Vast research, is basically. Yeah.
0: Like, like, like music videos, TV ads, uh, anything in movies, things like that, he, he just finds them. And, and sometimes I'll see something macro-related on YouTube and I'm like, I wonder how long this will take him to find this. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be in the next one.
1: I've actually gone uh, I've gone into Instagram on Messenger and I'll send him like there's some videos that I've seen, and I'm like, oh wow, I wonder if he's checked this out. and then it'll be on the next uh, the next compilation.
0: I, I will say uh, amongst content creators, there is a sense of community just there. Mm-hmm. um I, I don't speak to all of them I, w- I would love to um if anyone listens to this i would love to message and, and talk to you about anything the ones that i do talk to a lot of it is copyright infringement stuff so we'll see our own videos on on other websites where they're not meant to be oh and and we'll just message each other and be like hey yours is up here and then they'll send me a message back maybe the next day and be like yours is up here and then we have to go in and do the takedown requests
1: oh uh, yeah um, wow okay that's so that, awesome. that does
0: happen. That does happen a fair bit, and because it's so niche, we um, you know, it's not, it's not something so grand that we're going to miss it. It's 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 something so niche that we're always looking for each other's content on other websites to make sure that we can take it down. Um, the, there's really no problem if someone puts up a preview video for free. That's fine. Just it's just the full content. i I've, I've done so many hours of editing in a video, and I put it up on my website, and within a day it was on a, a website for free. And I was so, so my motivation was gone to continue that series. I was just like, what's, what's the point? And I looked at the, the views and I think it had, I think it was like 1200 views already. And I I was just like, well, all those people just got it for free kind of thing. Like what, what's the point? (laughs) Um, And it's, it's just, it just kills your motivation completely I, I get where they're coming from. I and I know that sounds weird, but I, I get where they're coming from. I get that they've bought their content, so it's their content that they have now. Um, I really should put disclaimers on the videos, but I I, I I don't mind people enjoying it. I know people share content between themselves. I, I've seen it all the time. Uh, one guy shared a, a Google Drive with uh, with with someone else, and then they put the link up publicly. So I clicked on it, and then I saw 30 videos of mine on there. Jesus. So I was like, and and I know that they're just sharing it because they've purchased it, and then someone else has purchased some other video that they like. So they just trade the videos between themselves. Unfortunately, that means two people see your video, and only one person has paid for it. I I also know I'm not in this business to make as much money as I can. I'm in this business to to provide happiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't want – I'm not overly concerned about it. I, it's annoying, and I'll try and take them down as much as I can. But at the end of the day, you're seeing two people that are enjoying your content, which is also really, really nice.
1: But in order to keep making this content – You need to be a little rough. With yeah, them and you that's have to the thing. It it's a double-edged sword for <laughs> real. And, and it's not like you're this giant studio – no pun – but giant studio in – california with millions of dollars that can afford to take the loss it's it's you know it's oh, yeah
0: I, I i i some some videos i'll barely make money on some models i'll barely make money on uh, there was one guy who just kept coming back and he he was going through a really rough patch and his his videos weren't selling they they weren't doing anything but i kept bringing him back in because he was such a nice guy Um, I I know that over time they'll make their money back like Mm he's he he sold he sold a video yesterday and I haven't filmed him since 2020 and and he he just sold a whole bunch like someone found him and then bought everything which is which is great but yeah it's it's not a get rich scheme that's for sure (laughs) Um, but it's there's risk involved like paying for the the hotel rooms paying for the equipment paying for the model and all models are different they all charge different prices and yeah right now i'm trying to use escorts a lot more because they're a little bit more professional Mm -hmm. you have to pay that premium and it's it's a lot it's it's the hourly rate and it's it's sometimes three to four times more than what i would pay sometimes even my best performing model right now Mm -hmm. and and he might have just been a recommendation and he does he does yeah sometimes even triple what what uh, an escort will do but um, you have to keep refreshed. You have to get as many people as possible. You have to get anyone that says yes. The, the unfortunate thing that with my guys is I, I get a lot of comments that I, I don't have enough diversity in my models. And I have to keep replying saying I can literally only do who says yes. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I don't turn anyone away because they say yes. And I don't say I, I, don't, I don't look at them and be like, no, I don't want to shoot with you sometimes I I just have to take whoever is saying yes. And a lot of the times it's, it's German guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You had posted something just recently. Yeah. That was, that was kind of, well, it was helpful. It was, it was regarding fatigue when it comes to uh, content, for instance, uh, visual content of macro stuff, personal fatigue, personal fatigue of watching visual fatigue let's say
0: oh you've done your you've done your research you've been looking into this (laughs) yeah look at you
1: creeping in there well i found that very interesting because i also you know it's different it's different fields but i feel like uh not fields but it's different it's like you said you know you're, you're doing pg porn i'm doing uh gay porn that's predominantly intercourse i i feel like people are getting fatigued at stuff so when i heard when i heard about uh you commenting on that i was like oh i have to ask him about that because i'm curious uh so it's not just plain old intercourse fatigue people can get fatigued from looking at uh way too much stuff let's say overstimulation
0: there, There is a point where you go in waves of, of liking what you're doing, um, enjoying it, and I I'm, I think I'm now releasing three videos a week, and it's a lot. It's a lot to to keep pumping them out, and I, I think I'm one of the only regular guys who are pumping out macro videos at the moment. Obviously, there are many other content creators, but I'm trying to get at least three out a week, and that's just to keep the attention span, but it's there, – there is a point where – you don't enjoy what you're shooting in the moment and I can, I can get a, a, an attractive guy in here and he'll be playing a giant and it's exactly what I like. And some people ask me this all the time. They always ask, how do I contain myself when, when filming something that, that they know that I I enjoy? Mm -hmm. I, you, you, your brain switches off you, you think about the hours of editing that are going to go into this further on you, you're thinking about the camera angles you're thinking about the cuts suddenly you're not you're not an observer anymore you're not enjoying this content as much as you could and you're always looking for new ways of making this interesting uh, new technology new new angles new 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 ways of transitioning new effects. And yeah, eventually it does kind of grind at you a fair bit. I, I think I've been like really, really active with this since 2017 now. And it does start to wear you out. Uh, the amount of people who you have to get coming in, like I've got someone coming in tomorrow. I haven't written a single thing for him yet. I, I, I just mentally, I'm not there Mm -hmm. to write whatever the next thing is going to be that that people are going to enjoy and love. Um, have another person coming in on Friday, and same thing. I I just I just don't know what I can what I can do with them. There are there is a bit of a serious note happening with especially the macro community where cash masters are trying to get in on this. They're um they're people who are on OnlyFans or they have Eclipse for sale sites or they have their own websites, and all they do is put the camera on the floor, looking directly up in the point of view, and they say, "Look at me, I'm a giant." And they'll just come in on the forum and they'll make a, a post and say, you guys should worship me. But then they'll never be seen again. Mm-hmm. They'll just disappear. And it, it kind of, you know, that's a loss of sale right there. Someone someone sees this this gorgeous guy who comes in, only makes one video for the macro community, and then everyone just... Rushes to them and then they'll ne- they'll never come back. That that's it. They weren't into this. They they have no respect for macro. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there are a lot of people who do have a lot of respect for macro, and and some of them have come in and found it and, and made a lot of content. But there's a lot of people who are trying to cash in on it as well. Um, I I don't I don't like to to be seen as that person. I don't like to be seen as the person who who is trying to make a buck out of this. Obviously, I am, but i i i try and keep it so low i I know a lot of people right now are doing i think it's almost two dollars or three dollars a minute for their videos Mm -hmm. and you know if you have a a 10 minute video that's a really expensive porn video um especially for an amateur stuff so i i try and come in at under a, a dollar a minute um and you know if it's if it's six minutes in length, then I'll charge four fifty kind of thing. Like I'm trying to be cheap and alternative, but it's really difficult when a, a new person comes in and the the motivation is drained when someone else comes in and says, "Here's a thirty thirty dollar video," and I'm just going to put it out there, and it's just him jerking off over the camera, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I I have my own gripe with with the fan sites taking because because the same thing is happening in porn you're you're talking about people coming in and trying to make money off of it uh, especially mm-hmm. if they're in they're not into macro I think what happens though too or what will happen is it gets weeded out because people don't realize how much work actually goes into it you're grinding you're doing you're working you know you you just so happen to be doing something that you really really enjoy and have become the intermediary let's say between the observer which you were you know like you're you're you're, you're providing the content now and it's it's a very different thing I, I same thing you know i've been around beautiful men for the past 15 mm. years and mm. i'm not sitting there i can i can almost i i i've probably gotten hard uh i can i can count on both hands how many times on set because i'm not there for that that's not my, my job is to yeah. capture something and then put it up mm-hmm. and make people happy with it. So yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, same thing with you. It's absolutely,
0: it's it's a it's a lot. Uh, there there are, there are a lot of content creators out there, and there's a lot of people who do what I do as well. Um, there, I, I I can I name heaps of them. Um, I mean, they, they know who they are. They're probably going to be listening to this as well. They they were fans. They switched over and they make content. Some of them go a little bit more extreme than what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are charging, you know, you charge whatever you want for your videos. It's fine. Um, and they're fantastic at what they do. And it's just, it, it does get a little horrible when people start to come in and, and they they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And they kind of take away from that. And
1: giantsandtinyfeet.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You do three updates a week?
0: Uh, yes. I'm trying to push out three videos a week. Right now I'm doing a, a new series uh, with a, a new model. Um, and it's a three part series. So which fits perfectly in the Monday, Wednesday, Friday time slots.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. And your videos usually are, you, you said you go between, cause I can imagine, uh, putting this together. Oh, well, first and foremost, you, uh, the switch from being a, a, an observer to a content creator, you became your own studio. So you, you, did you know editing beforehand?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I come from an advertising background, so oh, okay. I, okay. I I had everything. I had, you know, I have Final Cut. I have my cameras. All, all the setup was already here. What's perfect is that it's all a tax deduction. I love it. <laughs> I love it when the <laughs> new, new camera comes out and, and then I have to go to the accountant and I'll be like, "Hey, so this is for my work." I just don't tell him what work it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I just it's 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 great to to have it all ready to go. Um, you know, I had all the mains. Where I, I've got a green screen here that I used for for my regular work, and I'm like, "Huh? I could just." put people on this and, and make little people in the green screen. Um, a a lot of the times my content is point of view. I, I, I kind of, I don't think I specialize in it, but I certainly go towards point of view stuff, not because it's just the easiest thing to edit, but you know, the, the way cameras are going right now with the wide angle, it's exactly what people want to see. They, they want to feel like they're there in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is VR cameras, uh, wow, that, that opened up a whole new market. Oh, like, so you well, are, literally,
1: you are now you're, you're working with VR cameras as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I've got a couple out right now and it, it, it literally puts them in the video. Uh, I mean, they, the, the camera will just be on the floor. I'll, I'll tell a guy, can you just walk around it? like stomp down over it kind of thing. And then eventually find them, pick them up, put them in a shoe, put them in a pocket put them in your hand and they, they are the little person in that, that video clip. Wow. It, it kind of adds that little bit of, um, I, I guess not, not so much a personal touch, but it, it certainly puts them in there. Uh, I've done a few, they're a bitch to edit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a, a great way of, of getting the fans into the videos a little bit better.
1: When people want to find you, when people want to see giants and tiny feet, where do they go? Uh, social media, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, the the main website is giantsandtinyfeet.com. dot uh, That also has contact forms and everything in there. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at giant underline and underline tiny, and I think I've got a fair amount of followers on there now. I it just keeps growing over time, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that those are the the two main places that people can find me, and obviously
1: Coil Fist. Guys, this is find Gay Porn. We're on every podcast directory. We're on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere and anywhere people will let us be. And uh, our guest this week was Ripper from GiantsAndTinyFeet.com. If you like macro stuff, if you are interested in uh, macro stuff, size play, if you're interested in general in seeing what he's all about, please go on this website, um, giantsandtinyfeet.com. Again, my name is Ike Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Cheers. I got this kinky shit. I'd like to travel with you. I got some.